1310 on your smart speakers. News Talk KZRG. Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Bohorquez. All right. I said it, we, we were going to start doing this in October. We're going to be interviewing and introducing you to uh, the wonderful people who think they want to be the next governor of the great state of Missouri. And we now have Senator Bill Igel. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to the KZRG. Hey, thanks, Peter, for having me. It's great to be here. All right. Why do you want to subject yourself to running for this office? <laughs> well, well, uh, because I think Missouri deserves a lot better than what we're getting from the soft Republicans down in Jefferson City. You know, I'm looking at other states, other big red states like Texas and Tennessee and Florida, and they're the ones doing all the big red things that are following the big red promises in campaign season. Well, we send more Republicans to Jefferson City than any of those states do, and yet we never get the big victories on this side of things. And we're not cutting taxes like we ought to. We're not shrinking government like we ought to. We're not protecting people from the COVID environment and all the. We're not. We're doing. Uh, we're not doing enough on protecting our families and our children. And I just think you know this is being driven by a status quo. We informally call it the swamp. Every single year in Jefferson City, that spends more of our tax dollars than it's ever spent before. And I think there we, we need a reckoning down there in Jefferson City. And I'm going to be the guy that's going to go down there and kick over all the apple carts down there in Jefferson City so that my kids are going to find opportunity in the state of Missouri and that my families are going to get the protection that I think other states uh, are getting for their citizens in the big red states like Florida and Texas. Now, let's talk about uh, I, you know, style over substance. Uh, is that Mike Parson, uh, you know, and I've criticized the governor, of whom I am very fond of, of not showing probably the type of leadership that a governor needs to do. Uh, it's my The concern that I keep being brought up is, over and over again is that the dysfunction in Missouri State Senate keeps things from getting done. Why is the State Senate so dysfunctional? Well, because... Too often our leadership is calling on Republicans to do non-Republican things, and that fractures the party. Let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, when the governor of the state, Mike Parson, and the pro tem of the Senate uh, want to raise gas taxes, it fractures the Senate and leads to dysfunction because there's guys like me that didn't sign up for that when I ran for office and when I supported the GOP platform because Republicans don't raise taxes. Uh, when, when the governor is allowing the expansion of Medicaid under Obamacare, which is something every Republican for the past 15 years has said they were going to oppose in campaign season, fractures the party. When we're not aggressive about protecting our citizens from the COVID environment and instead we're focused on giving away billions of dollars to big, powerful corporate special interests instead of protecting our kids, protecting the businesses in our communities, and protecting our local areas, that fractures the party. People keep thinking that, hey, there, you know, there's a senator or two down there that just likes to talk a lot. And while that may be true, the problem that we have with the Republican Party is that Republican leadership doesn't call on us to do Republican things. If I were the governor of the state, I'd go down to Jefferson City and say, folks, we're going to cut personal property taxes. We're going to protect the farmland in the state from being bought by foreign entities. And we're going to get rid of the machines in our elections excuse me, that nobody trusts. And yet we don't get that kind of message from Mike Parson. What we get from Mike Parson and other state leadership is a growth in government like we've never seen before. Right now our state budget is $51 billion. That's more than twice what it was back in 2010. And because we're so busy wasting the taxpayer's dollar, we can't cut personal property tax. We can't alleviate the tax burden. And the state 
the state is stagnating and falling behind other states. So I just want a Republican that's going to do what he says he's going to do in campaign season and deliver on those big promises. All right, let's talk about you're in a little bit of controversy. A political action committee uh, was raising money using the image of Donald Trump giving the idea that it was raising money for the Trump campaign, not for the Bill Eigel campaign. Tell us a little bit about what this was for you. Well, well, I, I, I don't know that, that, that you said that appropriately. I think that I've been, I've been connecting with uh, donors all over the country that are interested in having fighters go to bat for them in Jefferson City or the respective state capitals. Uh, I'm sure you have, but let, let's talk about this a little more specifically. Is that okay. the laws that go through, from what I understand, a political action committee is exactly that. It's an independent expenditure that goes out to support whichever candidate, Bill Eigel or Jay Ashcroft or Donald Trump or whatever. Uh, they go out and do that. And technically, quote, unquote, they are separated. Uh all of a sudden, the Trump campaign sent a cease and desist order against that political action committee that was, uh, you know, that's apparently raising money for you. Now, what did your campaign tell that political action committee? Well, as you know, Peter, I, the, I, I can't tell the political action committee anything. But what I can tell you is that every email that goes out from my candidacy or every post I make on digital media focuses on me. It doesn't mean I never talked about public events, and certainly the former president is a big part of that. And quite frankly, I think that my message of kicking over those apple carts uh, is pretty darn close to what Donald Trump is talking about doing down in Washington, D.C. Now, I totally get it that the, the president and his team are very protective of their brand. I think that was what was being driven uh, by the, the letter that he sent to, to that organization. But let's be honest. We've had tens of thousands of individuals coming forward to support my campaign, not just in Missouri, but all over the country. And the idea uh, that they're supporting me for any other reason, that I'm advertising to them that I'm going to start kicking over some apple carts and the powers of center in this state and maybe beyond, is 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 absolutely false. We are going to, and, and you know what? This brings up a broader point. It doesn't surprise me that you know the media and everybody else picks up on this and wants to try to go after me and talk about this as if it's an issue when it's not. Because really, the swamp is afraid, man. They are afraid because I am bypassing all the powerful special interest donors in Jefferson City right now by taking my case directly to the people, and the swamp's terrified for it. So while, we're, while you and I right now are talking about my tens of thousands of donors and advertising emails, you know what we're not talking about? We're not talking about personal property taxes and how we need to cut those in this state. We're not talking about protecting the farmland in this state from being bought out by foreign ownership. We're not talking about getting rid of the machines in our election that ought to be gotten rid of because nobody trusts those machines. And right now, Peter, i got to be honest with you, you're buying into that trap, my friend. You're buying into the idea that instead of talking about the issues that matter to the people of this state, you're talking about a distracted. That's what this is. It's being pushed by my opponents that want to attack me. And quite frankly, I think we should get back to the things that actually matter to the well, people Well, uh, you know, my job here is very simple, is I, I do a job interview, and I, I ask every candidate that's in front of me, I give them some softballs. I ask, I ask a zinger or two is sort of what my job is. I don't endorse people. I don't do anything like that, nor, you know, through a primary type of thing. Uh, it was an issue that popped up, and I felt if I did not ask about it, I was not doing a service uh, to my listeners, which is job one. Um, 
you know, and I think the most important thing, Bill, is that obviously we're going to have a chance to meet you. Are you going to be at the Bean Feed later on this month? In uh, Yosho? I, would, I, I hope so. I yeah, that that's the that's right a now. big gubernatorial. That's the that's the big event that's coming up at the end of the month. Newton County uh, Republican Party. Our buddy Nick Myers hosts it every year with the Republican women of Newton County. And I know people will want to come out there and meet you and eyeball you and try to figure out, okay, do I like this guy or don't like this guy? And that's sort of the beautiful thing that uh, that goes through. And I think the most important thing is that we discuss those issues. And by the way, I agree with you on personal uh, property tax. I think it's I think it's an absolute uh, uh, it's an absolute ridiculous thing. I do think the one thing that we have to really understand, unfortunately, is that uh, if you talk to anyone who's in Jefferson City, they say the re- the reason conservative things don't get done is number one is that the governor needs to be a, uh, needs to be more aggressive. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think that's totally true. Uh, but they also think that they're, because of the rules of Missouri Senate, that it can be one or two senators that can hold everything up that keeps conservative things from actually being done. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, the only time we have, I have, I have used the rules of the Senate to slow that chamber down when we weren't doing uh, enough of those conservative things. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the only time I used it this past session was when we stopped talking about a personal property tax and, the, you know, the special interest tried to hijack the conversation on cutting personal property taxes uh, with a conversation about expanding gambling in the state. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to that, you have well, to use the, the, the procedure to slow things down. But, you know, you know I will one say, thing I will, let me make let me make yeah. this, let me make this point, Peter. We have the longest, one of the longest regular sessions of any state in the country. We have one of the longest regular. Nobody, almost nobody in this country has as much time as we do in Missouri to pass those big red conservative things. So the idea that we would get down to the very last week with all these super majorities with big red things not being done is ridiculous. Initiative petition reform is something that didn't get done. It should have been brought up not in May at the end of session. It should have been brought up by our leadership in February. Was our leadership talking about it and getting it done? No. Was our governor talking about it and pushing it? No. And the idea that they that, that what kills me about the swamp is that after they have one of the longest sessions in the session to get things done, they don't accomplish a darn thing, and then they spend the entire off season trying to blame everyone but themselves, including the champions of conservative policy that are pushing these things in the first place. And that's why people hate politicians. I've been traveling the state, and people are absolutely furious. You mentioned personal property tax. That's the first issue that we've kind of, you know, let's dive into this this issue, this, this interview. No, I, I will... we got to get rid of personal property no, tax. I, I agree with I don't you. Think that... I agree with you, Bill, but I'm up, up against something called the clock, and my boss will jump down my throat <laughs> right, if I don't play commercials and stuff. But we'll have you back on again after the beginning of the year. How do people learn more about your campaign? Uh, BillEigel.com. It's a website. We've had 30,000 people sign up there already. Uh, we've got people flocking to our message because we think we, people are looking for that champion that's going to kick over some apple carts down there in Jefferson City. BillEigel.com. If you like what you hear, I'd encourage people to check it out. Thanks for coming on, Bill. We we'll look forward to seeing you soon and uh, having you one day in studio, maybe after the year. Bill Eigel, everybody. News Talk KZRG.